Welcome back, everyone, to the Council for Maintenance podcast. If this is your first time joining us, we are a show that takes a behind-the-scenes look into the greedy, non-glamorous life of aircraft maintenance. We share some laughs, impart some wisdom, all in hopes to give you that split-seconds relief in your day that helps prevent mishaps. I am Six. I'm MVP. And our third man, Shoreline, is silently in the back, twisting knobs, making sure that our voices stay fit for radio. <laughs> Faces stay fit for radio. Faces stay fit. I guess voices too. Yeah, voices too. I mean, we've (laughs) had our glitches from time to time, but so far we've been pretty lucky. Knock on wood on that one. (laughs) Yeah, so far I still hate the sound of my own voice. Same here, man. It's been going on three years and I still find it really awkward to hear myself. (laughs) I I was listening just the other day. uh, Kool Aid uh, recorded my voice so she could send it to her family uh, in Mexico. And uh, she was playing it back to herself, and I heard my voice, and I just kind of, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. Gross. Like, ugh. God damn it. Which is even more funny, because we've had guests that are like, oh, my God, like, I, I sound so weird, like I'm, like, I'm far away, or I'm in the elevator. Like, that's how I feel every single time. Just, just so all of you know, if you've been a guest, that's how we feel every single time. Even with uh, fancy audio and some uh, post-production magic, I I, it still feels yeah. weird to me. Yeah, the the person we should all feel bad for is is Shoreline because he's the one who's got to listen to us <laughs> we can, we <laughs> on <count>. a constant <laughs> basis. Like, oh my god, make it stop! <laughs> I bet he just sits there and shoves pencils into his eyes while he's making the audio better. <laughs> <laughs> like Sorry, like has a revol- has a revolver with one bullet and he just spins spins the barrel and puts it to his head. Click. Nope, not today. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Love you, Shoreline. Thanks, as always. So for today, uh, this was kind of, this was a request long overdue given by uh, the people at Dalcom Tech. And this one is concerning the Dunning-Kruger effect. So for the unfamiliar, the Dunning-Kruger effect is a cognitive bias in which people wrongfully overestimate their knowledge or ability in a specific area. And this tends to occur because of a lack of self-awareness and prevents them from accurately assessing their own skill. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially, they're, they're uh, king nothing. Yes. Uh, very, uh, very confident in themselves, but when the rubber hits the road, oftentimes you'll find these people can't perform. Um, but by God, can they tell you how good they can perform? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, and another way of uh, understanding this is like, say like you uh, took some classes on Duolingo for, I don't know, uh, Latin. <laughs> let's, let's make this pick a hard language like Latin. You listen to a couple of uh, words. You, you understand a couple of uh, vocabulary words. You, you got a cool little badge from the, from the robot owl thing. And you're like, all right, cool. I understand Latin. And in that little time that you've got those badges or you got that award from the robot freaking owl, you feel like you can go and speak Latin or go go uh, translate Latin. And you feel that you can because you've reached that point. But your skill level is like well below <laughs> like the minimum or well below what would, would be considered a mastery. But you are not self-aware enough to know that. <laughs> and so you overconfidently uh, gloat about your abilities. Yeah. Oh, it's like you uh, did really well on your Latin test and now you're, uh, 
in your own mind, you're a proficient Latin speaker, but to anybody who's a proficient Latin speaker, you sound like you're three years old, <laughs> Yes, you know, but, yes. but, but in your mind, you are, you know, you're, uh, you're Julius Caesar. Yes. And this is kind of, uh, along the lines of a curve, right? Picture like we all hear like the learning curve. This one's kind of like a, a rise dip and rise again. So like when you take a, Take something brand new, for example, you start learning it. You feel great about just like, oh my God, I freaking understand so much more now. You get that little bit of a high because you, you're learning stuff and you're actively engaging with it. And you kind of sort of get overconfident in your, in your ability to explain stuff or really understand it. And then as you progress in your knowledge base in it, you start kind of dipping down and start feeling a little bit depressed because you feel like, I know so much, but you don't know enough, right? I think we've all kind of been there where as the information kind of piles up, you realize that in your, your lack thereof to fully grasp stuff. And I think I kind of suffer from that on a daily basis, to be honest. <laughs> and then as you, um, as you progress more into the actual knowledge, like you actually know a lot of stuff or you're mastering stuff, it, it turns into like, I'm pretty good but I know my limitations, right? So you kind of start getting that that ingrained humility, so to say, right? Like wisdom gives you humility. It's like, you know a whole bunch of stuff, but you know like how limited you are in your actual ability. So you tend not to say as much. Right. You, you, like you said, the humble aspect, you're confident in your abilities, but you also are very aware that somebody out there knows more than you. So you tend not to show your weakness by just blurting out everything all at one time. Right. Uh, another good example, right? Let's, let's apply this to say aircraft mechanics or aircraft students. You have a bunch of mechanics students or employees and they're having a performance review done. And, but you feel so overconfident in your ability, even though you, you don't realize that you're dumb, <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense. And you're not open to constructive criticism. So when, like, say your boss gives you a performance review, you don't see it as constructive criticism. You just kind of see it as the employer doesn't like you or they have something against you or they're just kind of projecting their faults onto you kind of thing. If that makes any sort of sense. Like we've all been there. I'm not going to lie. Like I've always felt some of my bosses didn't understand shit, but uh, some of the, and. Sometimes they really don't. <laughs> and, uh, but a good chunk of that is just because like you are overconfident in your ability to grasp certain things that you don't realize that maybe they're just seeing things from a higher level than you are or a higher um, uh, state of awareness than you are. So when they actually try to give that to you, it just feels like it's out of your bubble. You just don't catch it because you've already felt that you've mastered it all. Um. I wreck like um well, yeah that's exactly right so so you become the fool in that situation or you know you're unwilling to learn at that point and because you in your mind think you know everything uh you've you've now just closed off or switched off your ability to learn anything different so in your example six was when you're getting your annual review and your boss is hey here's some constructive criticism you immediately go on the defense because you can't be wrong. Nobody can know more than you. You know the most. So you go into the defensive mode. Everybody sucks except for me, and here's why. 
and you you fail to you you uh you read to respond you and not for what's actually being said and i experienced something like this back at the beginning of the year over this very uh subject was was uh feedback right employee feedback and i witnessed a situation where uh people were very open and honest about about this one individual and this individual did nothing to uh, understand what was being said and why it was being said. And instead it, it was right to excuses. Well, I'm this way because X, Y, Z, and you have to accept me for it. That's literally the conversation that, that came the result of that situation. Right? So that mm-hmm. individual in that instance was very much suffering from this Dunning Kruger effect was not willing to learn learn why the things that were being said and how they should fix themselves. Instead, it was everybody else needs to fix themselves to adjust to me. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like it's, yep. And it was, uh, it was uh, heartbreaking to watch and witness. But, and, and unfortunately, right, here's one of those situations where you say, oh, well, karma came back and got him, right? No, in fact, that didn't happen. In fact, uh, Nothing came of that, um, and that individual ended up getting promoted. Oh, so that's uh, one of the instances we say, ah, but the good guys won in the end. Well, not all fairy tales come true. Uh, sadly, uh, or if there's any living proof of that, <laughs> looks yes. itself in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> looks itself in the mirror, god damn it. Wife's right. mascara streaks. <laughs> wait, wait, MVP. Did you just say mascara? Are you wearing mascara? No, no, no I'm not. <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I'm crying. You're crying. Right. What's on your face? It's dirt and oil. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real boy. <laughs> I'm a big boy. <laughs> Who's a big boy? I'm a big boy. <laughs> so this uh d- this Dunning Kruger effect it doesn't just apply just to us. It's a it's a found in almost every domain imaginable. Like if there's a chance that someone might have some kind of overestimation of their ability, it's gonna be there, right? Um, and this can range anywhere from just regular logical reasoning to emotional intelligence, financial knowledge. Uh, just uh, product knowledge, theory, like theory of operations. Hell, even firearm safety. Oh my god! Or uh, firearm safety and and driving ability. Oh my god! With driving ability, uh, how many times has anyone heard where like they they feel people outside of a certain state just can't drive for worth a shit? You know, <laughs> or or a certain yeah. country for that matter. Pretty much everybody, right? Uh, and this effect is um. It's not only with people who are just flat out incompetent, right? And I say that in the most sincere way possible. Uh, it's also for people who actually know stuff, but they kind of lack in certain areas and they're just totally unaware of it. Like, um, we're all kind of guilty of that at some point. Like, we feel like we've got a good firm grasp of certain things, but we're just not open to outside viewpoints or that don't fall within our scope of awareness. And we just automatically write them off as, okay, you're freaking stupid. Or you you just don't know. You're incompetent. You need to do your own research and stuff like that. I feel each and every one of us are pretty guilty of that. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Uh, and you brought up a good point. I think uh, most of us, well, uh, I think we all have a have experienced uh, Dunning-Kruger effect in our own, in ourselves, right? 
And those of you right now saying, I've never done that, are suffering from it right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Lack of learning. <laughs> um, but but that, that's the case. Uh, we've all experienced it at some point, and we've all gone. And I, I know for myself, I've gone, what, what, what kind of an ass, asinine response was that? Why don't you give me some vital feedback, you know, clown? And uh, the ch- the truth was, is they might have been given genuine feedback, but for some reason that individual, uh, maybe we don't respect that individual as much. So anything, anything that they say could even be what what's the best pizza in town, and they could say what the best pizza in town is, and you would argue just because it's that person. Um, you know. That probably ties in with some other other experiences you've had or run-ins with them, right? Or maybe that person has been is the most severe uh, with the Dunning Kruger effect, and and so anything that they say is immediately written off, even when they try to be genuine. At mm-hmm. some point, yeah, uh, I know, I know. For me, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you've probably made a very good point. Like with like uh, the projection of confidence is kind of like. Uh, what makes things right, I guess you want I guess that's the best way to put it. Like, uh, say like you're in a room full of people and then they're, they're giving a presentation or something. People will gravitate to the one that just sounds like they know what the hell they're talking about, even though they had no absolutely fucking nothing about it. Um, it's because like, oh, he's very fast with their answers or he's very, he or she's very confident in how they say things. It could have just be faking the funk, you know, like that whole fake it till you make it thing. Uh, we, we see this a bunch of times with interviews too. Like the, what color is the sky? Red. Fuck yeah, it's red. <laughs> it's so red. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. Or, all right, I guess the sky is red, right? And people start believing in this sort of stuff, right? And that's where the, the dangers of it kind of come from, like where you believe a person because of their uh, the way they project their confidence, but it can be completely off base, right? <laughs> and they, they themselves may not even know about it, right? But they're so driven by their desire for uh, status or for being right that they don't take the time to actually be right. <laughs> if that makes any sort of sense, I, I'm sure there's like so many different scenarios where we can illustrate that <laughs> um, example is like, uh, like say we're in meetings, it's always the loudest person that gets to the most attention or the, the squeaky wheel gets the grease kind of, uh, kind of uh, uh, saying. Yeah. Um, my God. How, how many times have we all seen, seen that happen? Yeah. In our careers, right? The squeaky wheel gets the grease. And as much as we don't want that to happen, well, as much as we want it to happen because we want change, why does it always take the squeaky wheel to, for things to change, right? Why can't things... All right, let's use an example here. And I don't know if I'm side sidetracking this conversation, but you say, well, so-and-so over there, I want I want to be the next level mechanic. Well, you've only been here two years. Why you, you you don't warrant that level? I don't care. I feel my skill sets uh, there and should be doing that. And I want this and I want that. And I'm going to quit if you don't give me what I want. Okay, here you go. But meanwhile, there are some people who have actually been around the required amount of time who have more skills, but they're always head down working, uh, which is why their skill sets better than the squeaky wheel person mm-hmm. uh, but the squeaky wheels in everybody's face so they give them what they want to shut them up I wish it didn't have to come to that I wish that 
people making those decisions would go, yeah, get wrecked or, or, or I'm going to find another job. Bye, Felicia. You know, <laughs> yes. there's a door. Don't let it hit you on the way out. And then out of spite, promote the person worthwhile just to add insult to injury. Yep. <laughs> You know, you, you know what else I also see as a danger man with this, with the overconfidence stuff, is that said person who has that overconfidence or they feel like they're they're just uh, outpacing everybody else is they they tend to make unnecessary risks, right? Or uh, over the top risks, like say, for instance, driving on safely. Oh, that would never happen to me. I'm too good of a driver. Or this would never happen to me. I'm too good of a mechanic, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean, fill the gaps of what you feel that is, but. Uh, those kind of instances, and we see it happen time and time again, like, oh, it's fine. I'll never get caught. Or, you know, oh, it's fine. It's not going to be a problem. And it's always that, that, that chance or that risk that, that they didn't factor in that always turns out to be the one that breaks the horse's back. If, uh, if everyone catches my drift on this, right. Um, and this can also lean towards the line of, uh, just egocentric narcissism, if that's, uh, that's a pretty good connection. Um, the opposite of all this <laughs> is uh, what we've been talking about in previous episodes, which is imposter syndrome, right? You're you're good at you're good at what you do, but you don't feel it's good enough, right? Or you don't feel like um, that you've hit the bar to be considered good. Like that'd be the opposite of uh, this Dunning Kruger effect. Is that imposter syndrome? And uh, we ourselves we suffer that from quite a bit. Um, uh, calling ourselves out on that one. Um, Especially sure. like uh, we're in a work environment where we're trucking along, we're doing what we do, and we just feel like that's just normal. It's we we're just doing our job, we're just do uh, doing as we're told or doing as we feel to make things successful. And the reward, or quote reward, is just doing a good job, right? So like when they say, "Oh, so and so gets employee of the year," I'm like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> right it just it's kind of doesn't feel warranted like you didn't hit that employer of the year award usually like someone who uh reinvents the space shuttle or some shit and um uh it's that kind of goes into that um that dip of depression where like you know enough but you don't feel it's good enough or you don't you're you you feel like your your self-awareness is kind of pushing you downwards that you don't really you realize your abilities are good, but you don't think it's good enough to put you on par with, say, someone who's a, at a mastery level of whatever that uh, skill or occupation is. So there, there's give and take with a lot of this. And um, what's also interesting with this Dunning-Kruger effect syndrome is that those with the overconfidence in themselves are very good at making sure, uh, at, at putting down those with the confidence, but don't vocalize it. Yes. So what am I trying to say here is that you're fairly confident in this particular subject. Let's say engine changes. You're, you've done, you've done 150 of them on this one particular airframe. You, you kind of have everything memorized. You still follow your tech data, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But uh, you're confident in your abilities. You've done it a whole bunch of times, but the Dunning Kruger person will find a way to make you question your own knowledge on it while, while also enhancing, also blowing up their ego, you said, or enhancing their own uh, confidence in themselves without actually doing any work yes. by putting you down. So they build themselves up by putting, by putting you down, I think is a caveat to this as well. 
Yeah. Or uh, what's it called? They become the single point of failure, right? As we've mentioned in pre- in previous episodes, like they have to be the one to push the button or they have to be the one to, to make that call. And I can understand how this can be a good thing in certain reasons, but for a majority of instances, like having one person being the one end all be all and they, for whatever reason or another, are not available to make that happen, then everything just goes to absolute shit, right? Like there's a reason why a lot of stuff uh, have fail safes or redundancies is because in the event something doesn't work or is unavailable for whatever reason, there's still a, there's still a means to keep things moving forward or not have things fail cat- catastrophically. But, well, or weirdly enough, right? They have to be the single point of failure, as you said. Press the button. However, there could be several others of the imposter syndrome going, "Hey, I don't recommend we do that." And here's some supporting evidence. Mm-hmm. But button pusher five thousand is going to say, <laughs> "I'm right, you're wrong." Full send, and they smash the button. And then when the when everything starts exploding before it even gets to orbit. Uh, you turn around and go, I told you, and they're nowhere to be found. Yes. Weirdly enough, they had vacation scheduled all of a sudden. Yep. Or, or they, or they start blaming all the sub steps that led up to them. Like, well, if you did, if you would have told me this earlier, I would have not pushed the button. Like, but I did, or you didn't give me a chance to, right? How many times have we've heard or seen that? Right. Or, uh, they feel so very confident in their ability to make air quote strategic decisions or make strategic moves. And they fail to realize all the little steps that led up to it. And they just go ahead and make that decision. Anyway, uh, you guys can fill the gaps in of what, of what other instances exactly like that fit the bill. But at least for us with the, with the maintenance side or the aviation side, there's plenty of that that goes around where you have an individual or individuals who feel like they have to be the end all be all and they would not, they would stonewall any other fact that, that talks to the contrary. It's sad. It's sad to say, but that's, that's the wavelength. Some, a lot of individuals like that tend to write on where like, I am right. Yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. Sorry. I'm just saying like, I am right. And there's nothing but my right. And if it's not my right, it's not the way to go. Like, Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, and I think the people who uh, we'll call them the the final five percenters, uh, they show up when the last five minutes of the work's done, and they tighten one bolt, and they are the first one running to the office. Got the job done. We took care of it. Blah 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 blah. Like you son of a, you didn't do shit the entire day, except for this, and and now you want to go and claim credit. Cool, homie. Since you it's a computer already, go ahead and take care of the paperwork. Oh, well, actually, I gotta I gotta leave early today, guys. I got an appointment thing going on. Got to see a man about a horse. All all whatever the excuses. So mm-hmm. you still end up doing the work in the end, but their name was broadcasted out first. Yes. You know? uh, yes. And at some point, you hope that you hope that that you know we like to think again that, that it'll catch up to them. Uh, but there's enough of us out there that won't let it fail. And by it, I mean, you know, our maintenance, our, our, our flight schedules or whatever. So there's always those in the background who will keep those people afloat. And just like my example earlier, uh, in, in some instances, they actually, they act, the, the ne'er-do-well benefits out of the situation. Yeah. Um, which is just uh, a kick in the nads. Yes, very much. And so, like, is this to, is this like, 
pretty much another way of calling narcissism in a way. Yes. But narcissism is kind of, uh, forgive me for all the psych, uh, psychology people out there. Uh, narcissism, I believe, is like where you just feel like you're the only thing that's right, period. Or you're the only thing that's perfect, period. And then uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect is pretty much like, you know you're not perfect, but you're, but you still, but you have this inkling that you're slightly better than everybody else, right? Or you're just not aware that, you're you're doing it wrong, and that and that happens, right? Like sometimes, like, uh, well, no one's told me no, <laughs> or no one's told me I was doing it wrong. So you just kept trucking along until finally somebody come uh, points it out to you, and then now you're just in disbelief because you've been doing it a certain way for so long. Why is it taking it that long to tell you that it's wrong? And we've seen this instances plenty of times, and that's the common excuse we hear. Like, well, this is how we've always done it. Well, I don't know what to tell you, friend. Is this is how we've always done it. It's always has always been wrong. <laughs> right. You and I have used that for years now. Well, it's because you've always, well, we've done this for 20 years. So you've been wrong for 20 years. Well done. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's crazy that you could push the rope uphill that long, right. but uh, obviously we found the end of the rope. Right. And, and, and also I think it's, uh, it, it kind of does with the, the learning curve or the adjustment of it all. Right. Uh, for someone who's narcissistic, they're just like blatantly, there's no other uh, way but mine versus like, say someone with the Dunning-Kruger effect, they might be open to a suggestion if you can point it out to them logically that this is how it is, right? It, I'm sure there's going to be some abrasion to this, but in the end, if it's if it's actually proven true, then they might be a little bit more receptive, right? Versus just saying, I am right because I said so. Like, well, that's not going to sway anybody for any reason whatsoever other than you hold my paycheck and I have to do as you say, which that's really not uh, proving them wrong. They're just like, well, you have an ultimatum against me and I'm just going to move along until you go away. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and This kind of ties in with uh, uh, how do we counter or overcome the Dunning-Kruger effect. So if you don't mind, there's five five steps here. It's pretty quick. Mm -hmm. But uh, the first one is take time to reflect. Some people feel more confident when they make decisions quickly. The snap decisions can lead to errors of judgment. Number two, seeing learning as a way forward. Ooh. Three, challenge your own beliefs. So this takes some internal reflecting too, which is hard for people who suffer from the old Dunning-Kruger effect. Mm -hmm. Number four, change your reasoning. And five, learn from feedback, which we've talked about the feedback aspect already. If you're reading to respond and not for what's being said, you're already failing. Yes. Uh, at overcoming this. And then changing your reasoning, that, that's what jogged my, uh, my thoughts to this. It was when Six said, you know, change your approach, right? Hey, mm -hmm. here's my, here's, here's my reason why we're doing it this way. Well, I don't agree, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Let me word this a different way, you know, mm -hmm. and, and approach it from uh, a different perspective. We all learn in different ways. And so sometimes you have to explain things five or six times for it to reach the majority of the people. Right. And I'm, I'm guilty of that too. Cause sometimes like when you say it to me, when you give it to me on a PowerPoint or you say, or you write it down for me, it may not make as much sense if you just like show it. Right. Or you can have something written down and it can be interpreted five different ways versus like, do not stick your fingers in the gears. Oh, got it. 
perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if you do this, this happens. Oh, well, okay then. Guess I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, the aileron's binding while it's going through its range of motion. There's a, there's a, you know, it's binding a little bit. You can hear uh, something negative happening, and you put that in PowerPoint. Well, how do you know it's binding? How do you this and that? Okay, why don't we just walk out to the shop floor real quick, and I'll show you. Crunch, 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 crunch. Squeal, squeal, grab, grab, smash. Oh, I see you. It was, it was actually binding up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know why I would make that up just to put it on a PowerPoint to present to you, but here we are. <laughs> here we all are. <laughs> right. So uh, a good way to eliminate all this, as MVP has stated with those five facts, is it, it, the self-awareness piece is a, is a big thing, right? Like understanding your faults and understanding your blind spots of where you're missing gaps and understand there might be gaps, right? Just be open to that. Because even though you have a good, firm grasp on a subject, an idea, or a, or a skill, it doesn't mean that's the end-all, be-all. There's a reason why like a lot of stuff like it, it, ha- it goes through the steps it does is to eliminate that chance that there might be gaps, right? That kind of goes into the risk-based analysis that we talked about in all sorts of previous episodes. That, yeah, the likelihood is low, but it's never zero, <laughs> you know? Right. Or, or the consequence is high. But the likelihood is next to never. So do we really need to uh, spend all sorts of time and money on this? Maybe not. Right. Like, um, again, with like the, the, the self-questioning, the self-reflection, open to feedback is definitely a big one. Right. And just know that a lot of people who suffer from this are not just people who are just blatantly mentally incompetent. Those ones, you know, that's kind of easy to spot. If a person just like, just absolutely doesn't know or they're mentally incapable for some kind of uh, disability or another. Got it. But a good majority of us who do suffer from this are actually pretty competent or pretty knowledgeable and pretty uh, logic or logical. But it's those gaps that we have or those biases, again, a big one, biases that we have that kind of blind us or give us this false positive to a lot of things. An example is us, right? I'll, I'll call myself on it. Like, uh, I feel like I've been doing a job for X amount of years. I think I'm a pretty good expert. And then someone comes along and just turns my world upside down. Like, oh shit, I did not know that was the way, or I didn't know there was another way. Um, uh, martial artists too actually have examples of, or good examples of this is once they hit like a certain belt level, they actively tell them to go seek other disciplines to figure out like, Hey, maybe your your uh, kung fu isn't so strong as as you think it is. Maybe like there's some other martial art or other form out there that can totally just one up you in uh, one fell swoop. So maybe you ought to learn from them to figure out where you can address your gaps. And that's how majority of them get up to the upper belt levels, or if they even do have belts. Right. So, oh, your kicks are very good in Taekwondo. You should go try out uh, Thai kickboxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, and then mm-hmm. you get your world rocked by a four foot. Thai guy mm-hmm. who shattered your femur in one kick, and you were like, "Huh, I was the best at my at my place of uh, practice and training, but over here, I broke my leg." <laughs> like, yeah, well, I yeah, learned yeah. the hard way on that one. Yep. Or there's always uh, what's that? There, there's always going to be something that's going to be ready and waiting to punch your ticket, right? So the idea is to like understand those gaps and just know that. You don't know everything, but you try your best to kind of address whatever gaps there is, right? So that's kind of like the key takeaway from understanding yourself, right? 
uh, what's the saying is it be good at knowing that uh, what you don't know, right? Uh, I think that's like a hallmark uh, phrase for any risk-based decisions. Like, uh, be good at knowing what's what could possibly happen or how can yeah, we expect the unexpected. Yes, that's it. Jesus, man, that's way better than what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, it's vital that we're aware that there is always more, right? And there's no, there's always going to be this potential for something else to happen, and um, that's more or less like uh, in a nutshell, like. Uh, how we can counter all this aside from the or in summary of the five steps that uh mvp has mentioned so um, i mean take that with a take that with some humility <laughs> that's kind of like the thing right that always have it's okay to be confident it's kind of okay to be overconfident in some ways right especially depending on what your situation like if you're in a sport or a high stakes environment uh, sometimes you don't have the ability or the economy to uh just overwhelm what you're trying to do or accomplish what you're trying to do. So you try to bluff it out in some way, shape or form. But uh, there are times when that doesn't work and you got to understand that there are gaps. So may might have some way to address that in some way, shape or form. Yeah. And uh, it might be a coping mechanism, right? Thinking, just thinking out loud here. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be a coping mechanism, right? You're a new person to a shop and everybody's sitting around the break room talking about I did this job over here and I did that job over there. And Oh my gosh, remember that one time we were over and, and so to, to fit in or blend in with the group, you, you kind of embellish your experiences a little bit and Mm -hmm. and just, you know, just to fit in, right. You're the new kid in school in in some instances. So not everything, you know, we've, it's kind of maybe sounded a little bit uh, malicious, or Shabalatet with this Dunning Kruger effect, uh, mm-hmm. as we've been talking, but I don't think all of it's uh, malicious. It, it's uh, or ill intent. Uh, some of it might just, like I said, just j- just trying to fit in if with the group, uh, ha- have some commonality in there with someone else, um, just just to kind of bridge that gap and create that bond, so to speak. Right. Uh, you know. Yep. Like I said it, it could just be a way for an individual to, you know, feel better about themselves. And oftentimes it turns into, like we said, putting down somebody else, but it's really just, it shows their own, um, their own lack of confidence within their own abilities by over, uh, uh, overestimating. Is that the right word? Overestimating their own. I don't think estimate is the right word, but over, overstating their own ability. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. And yeah, that kind of, that's a good point you brought up. Sometimes, you know, like being the new kid in the shop or uh, being in a new environment, you, you kind of want to feel it out and orient yourself to stuff. And sometimes you kind of, you get these, uh, these monikers where you got to make a big showing, right? You got to uh, show what you can do right off the bat, hit the ground running and all, all those different uh, sayings. So you're not just kind of like sna- snail walking the whole thing, right? Or... Uh, people are kind of start or get a little shady around you, so to speak, or ske- or they feel you're sketchy, something like that. We've we've been there at, at some way, shape, or form, and we sometimes some people go a little overboard with the with the with their stories, with the confidence, and so far as MVP said. And again, it may not be malicious. Maybe they're just trying to make a big showing, like, "Hey, I'm useful. I can do stuff." 
I got cool stories too. That's <laughs> actually a cool point. Yeah. Hey, look, you guys are all talking this, but I, I too can help you. Right. And it's kind of a way to show out and say, maybe the next time they're assigning jobs and go, well, Hey, uh, six said he's done. Uh, he's, he's changed out of nose strep before. So put him on there. And, and at that point, then if they did assign six, that job, they would find out very quick, uh, whether he, he has actually done that job before or not. Yes. We read our maintenance manual, but anybody with experience can make that job depending on the aircraft. Obviously let's just say can get it done in two hours. But if we're sitting there three three days into the job, they might start questioning six as to why it's taking so long. <laughs> right, and, and yeah. a good count, and a good counter for this, right? Is like, hey, I've never done this job before. I really want to learn. Right, that's not saying like just uh, turn down a, a new opportunity. It's like just admit, like, hey, I, I I can do it because I know how to read, but or I know how to follow instructions. But it may take a while because I've only done this so long, right, or x amount of times. Versus like someone who does this in their sleep, pretty much. <laughs> so uh, nuances on that one. Again, just like think before jumping to any conclusions, accept criticism and, and question yourself, right? Like, is this something that I really know or I'm kind of sketchy on? Do I need some help? This turns into the mentoring piece, which we talked about previously. All sorts of ways, all, all sorts of ways can jump from this. But the, a, a good uh, starting point is knowing where you stand. Right. And sometimes, you know, you do kind of have to throw your weight around a little bit to get people to notice. But don't throw it in such a way where like, oh, OK, so this person can do our entire corporate budget. Fantastic. Let's roll with this guy. And you have no fucking clue what's going on. Uh, or like, oh, you used to be you claim that you used to be a Navy SEAL, which you did nothing remotely of the sort. And then they start having you plan like all these strategic events and all these tactical planning and shit. Like, I have no fucking clue what any of this shit is. <laughs> right. But now you're already in it to win it. So you have to fake the funk the whole way. <laughs> yeah. So I'm reading some other stuff here and it says, um, you know, accepting criticism and then seeking feedback from others. And I think the seek seeking feedback from others is a great point. So let's say, let's say shoreline tells six that, uh, if he doesn't, you know, he sucks at, at podcasting because X, Y, Z reason. And six might go, well, the hell with you shoreline. You know, I think I'm pretty good at this. Uh, I've gotten positive results and blah, blah, blah. Well, well, why would he say that to me though? I don't know. Let me go ask MVP. MVP, hey, Shoreline said I suck at this. Is there a reason why? Well, I wouldn't say you suck, but you could improve on whatever areas, right? Just just throwing out examples there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that seeking feedback from others is right because you're getting, you know, okay, that's you got the opinion of one person, Shoreline. Okay, well, that's Shoreline's opinion. Let me let me ask let me ask uh, MVP what his is. Let me let me ask. Uh, fresh what his is let me ask stig what his is and if and if all, all of us say you suck then there might be some validity too but if only shoreline was the one who's saying you suck then eh, you could probably write that off as uh him just being a jag you know for the day or whatever right or he's having a bad day himself and like right I don't he's having a bad day himself and taking it out on you and okay all right i got it you need your 20 minutes of alone time got it i got it yeah <laughs> Cause we've all been there too, right? Sometimes you're just exhausted. You're burned out. You don't have the time to like uh, engage some per interpersonal skills. You know, like just, so you just say the first thing that writes them off, you know, 
and it may or may not be the thing that they wanted to hear or you wanted to say, but just came out that way. <laughs> yeah. Right. And we've all done that, man. I, I've been uh, guilty of that plenty of times. And sometimes it's usually when the person meets me for the, for the first time, like, yeah, sure. Whatever you're here, take your, take your keys and go like, uh, what? <laughs> and they just, to get the wrong impression. Like, wow, this dude's a total dick. I'm like, no, nah, I'm actually not. And you just caught me at a bad time. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of goes into the first impression thing but yeah that's exactly that's a very good point uh, what MVP was talking about and just because it's just one person opinion doesn't mean it's all encompassing I mean it may be hurtful depending on who the person is but what one person's uh, uh, take is not going to be the end all be all right for whatever right. or or go back to that individual and say oh I suck okay alright well how do you think I can get better Right, yes. put put the ball back in their court. Okay, well, you're saying that I sucked and that you must obviously be pretty good. So, what do you think I should do to get better? Oh, well, I just think you should suck less. Yeah, that's <laughs> not that's not constructive uh, criticism. Uh, it's not positive feedback. I can't suck less if I don't know what I suck on or how <laughs> I should improve on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> But you're exactly right. I get what you're saying. And that's exactly right. Um, and we've talked about this again before in, in previous episodes about feedback and mentoring. If they don't, if they can't tell you where you're lacking, is that even a valid opinion? Right. Um, and take it or leave it what you guys feel about opinions. But some, you know, some uh, professional opinions or constructive opinions have some weight. Right. Especially like, say, if this person's your boss or someone that's a high high stakes customer for whatever reason, the customer say you suck. You just suck period. And that just means less work for everybody, even though you technically don't suck. Uh, exact, uh, or like a, a one-star Yelp review. It, it may not be all encompassing, but that did hurt. <laughs> so, <laughs> Right. Um, but you also have to understand what they're saying. Yes. Right. Like again, okay. What are they saying? Well, I got a one-star review at this restaurant. What did that, what did that one-star review say? Uh, they gave me chopsticks to eat my sushi with, and I wanted a fork. Well, okay, you can probably just write that one off as being uh, just an ignorant person because it did say authentic, uh, you know, sushi, authentic Japanese dining experience or something, right? So you know you're going to be eating with chopsticks. Uh, it's not the restaurant's fault that you don't know how to eat with chopsticks. Um, you know, so you can write that one off. But if they come through and say, hey, uh, I noticed there was some mold building in the bathrooms. I noticed employees weren't washing hands. I noticed uh, uh, employees stealing uh, money from the register or whatever else. All right, those are some some serious issues that need fixed. But but again, you have to. That's why you have to really look into what's being said. Read to read to uh, to understand, not to react. Yep, very true. Exactly true. I was about to throw up the parts like, oh, how about giving one stars reviews because uh, a certain in, a certain uh, show cusses too much, even though there's a totally big red sign that says explicit content. <laughs> oh, that's, that's digging way back there. But yeah, that's oh, way back. They sound, they sound unprofessional. I really question their uh, their abilities if this is how they're talking. Hey, have you ever worked in a aviation maintenance shop? Because uh, your response. Tells me that you have not. Or or you've been so far removed, you know what I mean? Like, 
uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> the the big red E should have been a, a tall tale sign. Like, do not listen to this with your kids. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I mean, we've cleaned up quite a bit. I admit, we've cleaned up. It, it was a it was definitely a gap we we didn't see in ourselves. But yeah, you know, uh, sometimes you know the warning signs get get breezed over because a lot of people get overconfidence in their abilities to read signs or dodge uh, mishaps. Hey, sorry, we work at Diablo Aviation. My bad. You know, like- <laughs> <laughs> we must all be we must all be terrible people mm, quite uh, uh going off tangent about the one-star reviews uh i've actually seen some individuals who gave one-star reviews not because they sucked but just because they wanted the restaurant or whoever else to read the comment right um it was actually a glowing comment like oh this place is fantastic and they actually said that um I'm only giving a one-star review just so you can read my comment. This is the best shit ever. Blazy, blazy, blazy. You know, all, all praise. I'm like, I mean, cool. I mean, I felt that. I, I appreciate it. attention you. grab, but I feel like, feel like you, you know, the one-star is still going to affect them negatively. Yeah, exactly. On, on Yelp, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Thanks for the kind words, but, uh, uh, you know, what's it? Great, great job, poor execution. <laughs> right i mean can, if i reply back can you switch it to a five star or something man like like okay i read your comment cool thanks and then you switch it to a five or some shit yeah or, your uh your your method you know your, your intent was uh admirable your method was questionable <laughs> <laughs> good initiative bad judgment <laughs> yeah. you, you could have just you could have just Gave us a well, but I wanted to read my comment. That's fine. You could have also pulled me aside while you were in the restaurant and told me how awesome the place was and that you really appreciated it, and then gone and re- and reported that uh, via a five star review on Yelp. Like, like you could have just said, "Hey, I really," and I could have actually responded to you in person. You could have seen my facial expressions and everything with how happy I would have been to hear that straight from the customer's mouth, but. You chose this route, uh, so thanks, but no thanks. Right. Uh, I appreciate you, though. Please come again. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate your patronage. Would love to have you back anytime. Right. Uh, no more please, one stars, though, please. <laughs> please, just, please just leave a five star from here on. Yeah, right. Or just, or just, tip, your, uh, just tip your server. Yeah, just do that. Yeah. Tip your server. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anything else to impart with uh, on this uh, Dunning Kruger effect MVP? No, uh, just just you know, rem- remember these tips of how to avoid. What I why do I always do that? Why do I always do that? So I always say no, and then I keep talking. What a clown! <laughs> um, just remember the the tips we said of how to avoid this, but also you know, know that you're not totally one hundred percent exempt from. Uh, suffering from the Dunning-Kruger effect as well. So, you know, recognize it, recognize it within yourself. Uh, do take action to stop yourself from continuing and uh, be mindful of how to get others to recognize that within themselves too. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's my no more comments comments. <laughs> I love it. And, and uh, also like, the, the uh, be aware of the opposite of this which is the imposter syndrome right same uh steps apply it all matters the same right just because they're opposites doesn't mean the solutions aren't this aren't relatively the same 
But hey, let us know what you think, right? Like, uh, how have you experienced someone with this Dunning-Kruger effect? Have, what some examples have you personally experienced? Uh, do you know of some individuals who have yet to fully understand what this is and how would you plan to help, right? Let us know in the comments. Uh, hit us up on our social medias, our emails, our website, whichever is the easiest way for you to get a hold of us. The absolute best way to get a hold of us and to interact with us is via Patreon on our Discord channel. We have all sorts of conversations like this. Uh, we have all sorts of different uh, uh, channels within the Discord where we talk about different subjects, show each other cool pictures of airplanes, and just and just interact with each other in a way that we can best help each other. On that note, uh, thank you all again for listening, and we will see you again on the next one. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. We would like to take this time to thank our patrons for supporting our show and allowing us to make episodes, maintain our gear, and create merch for all of our listeners. With special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Eric Shaw, Dan Schubert, Ryan Frushauer, Kyle Keir, Mike Sherwood, Caleb Stockhill, and Jennifer Brofer. Thank you all so much for your support and patronage. If you like our show, please support us on Patreon. You'll receive awesome perks like access to our private Discord, discounts and early access to our merch, first glimpse of our comics and other projects, and so much more. You can further support us and show off your prowess as an aircraft specialist by visiting our shop at cancelformaintenance.com. If you like classy or rugged watches, visit our affiliate Rockwell Time at rockwelltime.com. Use the code CX, the number 4MX, to save 10% off your total order. If you have suggestions for the show or you'd like to be a guest on the show, send us a line on our contact us section at cancelformainness.com and we'll do what we can to get both your ideas and yourself on the show. Please support us on social media like Facebook at Cancel for Maintenance, Instagram at C-A-N-X for Maintenance Podcast, or Twitter at C-X-M-X Podcast. Please check out our new comic series on the Tapas app. Like, share, subscribe, and comment on our comics. Let us know what you think. Thank you all so much for your support and listenership, and we will catch you all next time.